this episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 Central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the tailgate. This is tailgate talks episode 28 coming at you live. We're going to be a man down again tonight. Unfortunately, Arlie is still out sick. So it's me and Dustin tonight. Uh, We wish Arlie all the best. Hope that he starts feeling better here soon. But don't you worry. Me and Dustin got you covered tonight. Get you all that tailgate talks information that you crave weekly. All right. So let's kick it off. With subscribe, rate, and reviews, guys. We tell you this weekly. We do that for a reason. They mean a lot to us. So when you're catching this episode on Friday, which you're not going to want to miss, go hit that subscribe, go hit that rate, and go give us a review. Five stars, please. We would really, really appreciate it. We also got new and improved content coming your way on the social medias. I've been working on a few things. You might have noticed in this last week. So, yeah, catch us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. And then also, if you want to catch us personally, go follow Dustin at Dustin Wimmer 22. Go follow Arlie at Blanca, where the L is a one. I've been wanting to say that, like, ever since we started recording the show. Uh, So finally got to do that. (laughs) And then you can go follow myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We also have an email address that nobody's ever used yet but hey we've got it you could be the first one to ever send us an email so go send us an email tailgate talks pod at gmail.com questions thoughts concerns advice whatever send us an email go be the first one to ever do that please we got it there for a reason we would appreciate it if you give us a shout out every now and then on it and lastly we got a youtube channel now we had a video a couple weeks ago where we were angry about chris beard that got about 600 likes on it so that was kind of cool a piece of shit yeah a lot of bad words were said on it it was a good time uh you know got all our anger out but yeah go check us out on youtube subscribe to it like the videos um i had a i had somebody who didn't really know that i was doing a podcast and he had the video pop up on like his uh, things to watch on YouTube. So he said that I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So yeah, go check that out. If you want to see us react to certain things in person, what we look like while we're doing the show, that's all there on the YouTube. Tailgate Talks giveaway this week. We got a good episode coming for you guys. You're going to want to make sure you listen to this one. So this week we're going to do share them, share the podcast. If we see any of you share it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, make sure you tag us in it or else we're not really going to see it. But yeah, share the podcast and that will give you an entry into winning this week's Tailgate Talks t-shirt giveaway. Dustin's got it right there for you guys. Um, so yeah, share the pod, retweet it, sh- share it on your Insta story, share it on your Snapchat. We don't care. 
just just get it out there make sure we see it and and we'll get you a shirt with that being said let's get right to it let's get to club red Hi, welcome to Club Red. We've got a special edition of the Club Red for you here today. We have a guest, everybody. Our second guest of the show joins us. He was a star in the last season of Last Chance U Basketball, and he's Mark Adams' first commit to Texas Tech Basketball. KJ Allen joins the show. We're excited to have you. KJ, welcome to the tailgate. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? And we're doing we're doing great. We're excited to have you. We're excited to welcome you to Red Raider Nation. Uh, it's a big gift for us. So let's just get right into it, man. Let's not waste your time. We appreciate you taking the time out of your night to hop in on this tailgate. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get to know you a little bit basketball wise. So we've got a Rockets fan. We've got a Mavs fan and myself. I'm a LeBron fan. So I go where he goes. What's your basketball team, man? Who do you root for in the NBA? I'm pretty much just like you. I'm a LeBron fan, but there you I'm, go. All I'm right. a Laker fan too. Okay, he cool. almost yeah, wore yeah. his LeBron shirt, but he was scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a little too much LeBron. I got the photo, got the shirt. That might be too much. That might be overkill. <laughs> so, what have you always liked about LeBron? What's made you a big LeBron fan? Just how he like he controls his team and just a leader on the court and off the court as well. Yeah, yeah, he does it all, man. So KJ, when you're working on your game, you're trying to look for stuff, even watching NBA, what player or players are you trying to look at and model your game after? Um, a player I try to model my game after is I would say Kobe Bryant. Okay. Way like how like how just uh, aggressive he is on offense and his defense. That Mamba mentality that everybody talks about. Yeah. I noticed so, that aggression a little bit in that in last year. Yeah, we, we were talking about it. We were watching the show, and we kept texting each other kind of during it, watching, and we were like, man, this KJ dude just does everything. Like, he's always playing really hard. So you can see that in the way that you play basketball. So let's get right into the last chance you stuff, man. So what was it like being on the show? Was it weird having the cameras around you? What was it like? What was your – what's your takeaway from being on last chance you? Um, it was weird at first, like, just getting used to it. And then once, like, everybody was used to the cameras, it became natural. But it was just – it was a new feeling for everybody, just getting used to the cameras and just having them on you, like, all the time. Yeah, that's what I've always been curious because they're inside your locker room. They're inside your apartments. That must get kind of weird to have them, like, always around you. Yeah, it's like that. It's like a like a fly that follows you around. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. Got to watch what you say all the time. Got to make sure you're <laughs> yeah. paying attention to what's going on. Hey, was Coach always that hyper? Or did he get a little more, a little extra when the cameras were on? <laughs> Coach is like that all the time. Cameras <laughs> on or off. He's very energetic. Yeah, I got that kind of takeaway from the show, man. He seems like a lot of fun to play for. What are your favorite things about Coach Mosley? Just how much he, he he loved the team and how he loves the game and his players and he just wants the best for everybody. So that's just a plus for me. Just how he cares so much about his players and 
his staff, like on the team. Yeah, one thing I've I've taken away from you know last chance you football was a lot of the coaches on there were kind of difficult, but he just seemed like a real cool guy, easy to root for, which made you know your whole team a lot easier to root for, knowing that you got a coach that that's you know out there rooting for you guys, trying to make sure you get to where you need to go. You know, yeah. Just he was uh basically he was like. Because all three coaches had, like, a role on the team. Yeah. And I feel like all of them did, it, like, their roles, like, very well. Yeah, they all seem like guys that I would want to play for. <laughs> would make you want to run through a brick wall. <laughs> did you watch the show? Y'all season yeah, stuff? Yeah, I watched the show. What do you think about it? Is it weird watching yourself and your team and all that? Yeah, it was, like, it was crazy just watching the show and just, like, being there and then like watching it like at home, it's like like we really went through all that stuff and like yeah. we're here now. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's what so, Brooks wanted to ask next, actually. Yeah, I was gonna ask, you know, one of the things I've found intriguing when I realized I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be the COVID season. So what was it like going through that? What was it like having your season end just out of nowhere? Um, it was heartbreaking because, I mean, that was probably one of, like, the better UCLA teams that Coach had. And, like, yeah, we just felt like we had a good shot to win the championship. And just not to be able to play the last two games really, like, crushed our spirit. Yeah, that, that was interesting to me because as fans, you know, we were all waiting for the NCAA tournament to get started. And, you know, you knew it was a bummer for everybody. But to get the inside look, that had me emotional. Like, uh, watching Joe like lose it and cry i was i was i was in my feels too i was like man it, it just sucked because y'all had such a good team i wanted to see y'all make it all the way you know yeah i mean i feel like everything has our like time and everything's like meant like everything has a purpose and meant to happen so i just we wasn't meant to win the championship that year i guess i guess well that's unfortunate but that's a good way of looking at it man yeah Dustin, you got something for him? Now let's get into some Texas Tech stuff. All right, yeah. So, uh, Brooks, yeah, you Dustin, go ahead. take it away. Me go? Yeah, you go ahead. So, kind of some more East L.A. and then Tech stuff. AJ, you had big role at East L.A. Um, what's your expectations coming to big Power 5 D1 good basketball program, like with practice, coaches, fans, games, anything and everything what's your expectations stepping up to a lot a big level basically just uh just uh just give it like my best effort just go hard practice in the games be a good teammate and just have have a good time just with the team and with the fans and with the coaches basically just do my best yeah man so kind of back to last chance you stuff real quick, um, skipped over something. We noticed we've got some gamers on the show. So we noticed a lot of the time they're out there, they're interviewing you guys in your apartments and stuff. Y'all are all playing video games. What was y'all favorite game to play? Uh, it would have to be either 2K or Call of Duty, one of the two. Okay. I was going to say 2K because I seen you tweeting out there some 2K stuff, but we know Arlie here is a is a big time gamer, so he's on the COD a lot. I try to play. I'm not as good as he is. He, uh, but 
you know, that new season dropped today, so we'll be on. <laughs> but cool, cool. Uh, and then transition back to tech. <laughs> uh, so we, we did have a question, you know, at the end of the show, you're committed to USC and we're all kind of bummed out. We're like, man, that'd be cool to get KJ. And then all of a sudden shows up KJ, Texas Tech. Well, you know, can you take us through what happened there and what led you from USC here to West Texas uh, and playing for Coach Adams? What was it about Coach Mark Adams and, and the staff that really got you interested in coming out to Texas Tech? Um, just seeing the opportunity and wasn't really working at USC. And my coach, um, new coach um, Adams, he knew how much of a good coach he was and how hard he works his players. And I just wanted that for myself, just to better myself as a player. So I seen it was just the best decision to go to Texas Tech. So last year, were you at USC last year? I was at East LA last year. You were still at East LA? Okay. I wasn't sure on that because the COVID season ended and I wasn't sure if you had already gone to USC or if you were still waiting. Yeah, okay, I had to... I was still waiting for – actually, I'm still at East LA right now. I'm just finishing up school so I can head to Texas Tech. That's what I wanted to ask cool. next. What's the plan for getting out here to Tech and Lubbock when you're coming out? Um, I should be out there mid-June out in Texas. Okay, cool. Cool. So, you know, JUCO gyms to D1, what do you think that transition is going to be like when you're, you know, you're playing in some pretty small gyms that – uh, in East LA, now you're playing in prime time, big stadiums. What do you think that's going to be like? That energy, especially you know after a year of COVID with no fans. Yeah, just I mean, I just I can't wait to be honest. Like I can't wait for the experience, just playing in front of a big crowd and with coaches on like big floor. Just it feels like it's a good, like exciting experience. Like it's going to be very competitive, and I just can't wait to have have that feeling. Yeah, that first dunk inside the USA when the crowd goes wild, that's going to feel pretty nice, huh? <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be great. Yeah, man, we can fit fifteen to 16,000 in our arena, and we're pretty rowdy and passionate about our team. So we'll be, you'll have a lot behind you, man. Yeah. I love it. What all have you seen about Lubbock and Tech so far? I haven't really seen much. I did, like, a little bit of research on, like, the school and Lubbock. But so far, like, everybody's saying great things about it, and I just can't wait to see it for myself. Yeah, we got a pretty nice fan base. Uh, I know that a lot of them were probably reaching out to you after we saw the that you committed to us. So, uh, get ready. The crowd's going to be crazy. A lot of swag surfing, a lot of stuff like that. It's a pretty, pretty good time. So, I, I think you're going to enjoy – that atmosphere and definitely those facilities that we got. Yeah. Dustin, you got, or, the, go ahead, KJ, go ahead. Oh, I bet. No, nah, I'm just saying for like, I just can't wait to be just out there in June, just like interacting with the fans and just playing basketball out there. Just can't wait for the experience. Yeah. I think you're going to be pretty amazing to get out here in our uh, top of the line practice facilities going to be finished and, Saw some pictures out today that they're about to mount. A, uh, it's about the length of a basketball court. That's just going to be screens. So it's going to yeah. be pretty sick. I think we got the best practice facility in the country. So ready for you to get in there, man. Yeah. 
but yeah, so now you've reached D1 level. That's going to start out here soon. I'm guessing the dream is the NBA, right? Yes, the dream is the NBA. Well, it definitely definitely gets enhanced when you get, you know, some showtime on a big level like this. What what kind of changes now that you kind of have that trajectory to where now it kind of seems a little more realistic? What what goes into the effort, you know, on your end on trying to make sure that dream becomes a reality here? Um, pretty much just the same stuff, just working hard every day and uh staying focused mainly just not letting too much get to my head, just staying focused on the main goal, which is trying to make it to the NBA. Well, cool, man. We'll be rooting for you. We'll hope to see you in an NBA jersey uh, after a successful career at Texas Tech. We wanted to give you the chance uh, before we get out of here. You said you hadn't heard much about Lubbock. Is there anything you want to know, places to eat? Is there any kind of food you like, uh, any places you like to go, activities you like to do? We got about – 40 plus years of living in tech combined between all of us. Uh, so we, uh, we're good people to ask. So feel free to let us know. <laughs> Where's like the, if you want to go like a popular place to eat, like what's a popular place to eat out there? What, what kind of food do you like? What's your favorite type of food? Anything. It'd be like burgers or like Italian food. Ooh. We got some good of each. So Orlando's is a pretty dang good Italian food place. There's also the Italian Garden, which is downtown. That's also a very good Italian place. Uh, Dustin, you got any recs? Uh, for burgers, I'd say go Caprock. Yeah, Caprock's good. Spanky's. Spanky's right across from campus is good. Evie Mays. Oh, yeah. And if you want place, yeah. Don't you worry. I'm, I'm sure. On too many pounds there, though, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't you worry. I'm pretty sure Coach Adams will hook y'all up with Evie Mays Barbecue at some yeah. point. It's like one of the top barbecue places in all of Texas. So uh, that'll get you uh, set up immediately. Uh, other places, Chimmy's. Chimmy's is a uh, is a college favorite. I'm sure you will uh, have some time there. Don't We won't tell this to Coach Adams or, or anybody, but Chimmy's is kind of a popping spot. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that might be. Blue Sky. Blue Sky is a good burger joint that we got. We got there's a lot of good places to eat. A lot of your coaches, a lot of your teammates who have spent a couple of years here will I'm sure hook you up with that. <laughs> um that was probably the main thing that I wanted to ask you guys. Because I know there's no <laughs> in and out out there. So I was like, what else? Oh, what is the Whataburger people. <laughs> yeah. You'll like Whataburger, though. Whataburger is pretty good. But I'm sure there's places that you'll be traveling with the team that'll have in and out. So you'll still be able to get your fix every now and then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, you know, you'll be covered on food out here. You'll be covered with people. People are nice. People are kind. Everybody will be rooting for you, be wanting to get to know you. So Lubbock's a good time. Tech's a good time. We all support our Red Raiders, and we'll be at that USA screaming and hollering and cheering on those dunks and blocks and everything that you're going to provide to the team this year. Uh, last thing, if you just want to let Texas Tech Na uh, Nation know what they can expect out of you this upcoming season, and then we can let you get on your way, man. Well, one thing is uh, just a good guy on the team, somebody that's just going to 
provide energy and hopefully get you guys a lot of dunks. Yeah. We like the sound of that. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, we really appreciate you taking out the time uh, to stop by and hang out with us for a little bit. Like we said, we're looking forward to seeing you in that red and black out there on the court. So um, keep up the good work. Hopefully your move to Lubbock here in the next couple of months is smooth and you get some of that good Texas eating out here. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming All right, out. KJ. All right. Thank you. Yep. Take it easy, man. You too. All right. So we got some more tech basketball updates for you. You know, we got baseball going on. We got spring football going on. We're going to keep you updated with Mark Adams continuing to fill his staff and his roster at Texas Tech basketball. I believe it was Wednesday that he hired a strength coach, Darby Rich from Memphis. I don't know much about him, but just scrolling through Twitter today, it seemed like a really good hire. A lot of good things. Brooks, what have you seen on him? Yeah, I've seen that he's had a lot of stops, uh, stops at places where they've been, you know, very competitive teams, made tournament runs, developed talent that's gone to the NBA. So all the things you kind of want to see from a strength and conditioning coach, right? Can you get guys physically there to where they can, you know, make it to the next level? So anytime you get some, somebody like that, it's going to sound good. Of course, anytime tech hires anybody, <laughs> tech makes it seem like it's the best hire ever. Yeah. But so you kind of got to take it with the greatest all. But, you know, everything looks pretty good from what we're seeing so far. All the reaction is is what you would like to like to see. So we still have one coaching position left open. Correct. Yes. Coach, maybe another staff spot. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like some grad assistants. I saw former Red Raider Ty Nurse is back. Oh. I don't know if y'all remember the Ty Nurse days, but. Uh, he's back as like a grad assistant. So um, that kind of trickled in just like right before yeah. I got on the show. But yeah, I think we still got one other assistant. So it'll be interesting to see who that is. And if it's another, you know. Right now the National JUCO tournament's going on. So Mark Adams might already have somebody in line, but they're yeah. a little busy up in Kansas, you know, trying to win a national championship up there. So maybe by next week we do find something out on that front. So we'll keep you right, updated. Yeah with the staff but we also have a couple more roster additions so that's good i believe we're up to eight now all right eight, eight players got a little bit of a rotation going on a little bit of rotation uh our big one i want to bring in is chandler jacobs dallas baptist university stud um lone star conference player of the year last year he's very highly sought after d2 player mm -hmm. and Luckily, we were able to snag him and get away from almost everybody else that wanted him. Brooks, what do you got on Chandler? Yeah, man. Uh, seems like the kind of scorer that we need, a guy who can hit shots and take it to the rim, watch you know some of the videos that people were putting up of him, and he seems pretty impressive. Yeah. There was that one that was asking what – uh, what former tech player does he remind you of? Did you uh, did you see that question? I didn't see that. Uh -uh. I saw a lot of like Naeem Stevenson, some Keenan Keenan Evans. I saw Martin Zeno, but for me, I think of Jay Jackson when I watch yeah. him. That that's kind of the guy that I thought of when yeah, I saw him I, playing. I agree with you there, because just based off of the range alone. Yeah. None of those other guys you mentioned had the range. I mean, Keenan could hit a three, but needed to be set up and open for him. This guy can 
pull it from NBA range with a dude on him. Yeah, he can really create a shot. The Naeem one didn't make sense to me because Naeem was so, like, herky-jerky, man. Like, he just wasn't smooth at all. And this guy's pretty smooth. He can get to wherever he wants to on the court. And, of course, that's against lesser competition. But offense seems to be one thing that that can travel between any. Yeah. With a little more uh, able to get to the rim ability. Yeah, a little more attacking ability. The last couple of seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. why I went Jay. That's why I went Jay Jackson because he had a, you know, the ability to get his own, you know, create open looks for himself, but also he had a pretty good shot. So that's kind of where I went on that one. Okay. And then we also got Ethan Duncan out of Trinity Christian, right out of, out of Lubbock, hometown guy. Brooks is an alum of Trinity. Yeah. Christian. So Brooks, this is your newest favorite player. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Uh, breaking news you know his dad was the the coach of trinity when i was in uh, high school he was our head coach and athletic director um so yeah we're pretty and you know went to church with him so we're pretty familiar with this family and ethan's been shooting a basketball since he was like since basketballs were bigger than him <laughs> yeah, i've heard he's but, really good at that dude he's he's pretty awesome he he averaged 26 points his last year in high school he shot 44 percent from three 91 percent from the free throw line go look at some of his film if you like go to huddle and look up his film dude's hitting from like the volleyball line in games just pulling up wherever he wants to and just cashing it in and like he's a little undersized. He's 5'11, so he's not the biggest dude in the gym. But if you can consistently make shots and let's hope that translates to the college level, you can find yourself on the court in a D1 game. I mean, just look at Phil Forte. I mean, he That's was, what I was about to bring up. He was like a hundred years old when he graduated from Oklahoma State and he was still knocking down jumpers. So yeah, we that it. It could be – it's a maybe a risk, but it could end up being rewarding. And, hey, Chris Beard was after him, so anytime you get to take somebody from that. was a lot of teams that. after him. He had, yeah. after him. he had a lot of other teams that were kind of just poking in at him, like trying to get in his ear a little bit, like nothing like super serious. But you never know where those conversations can lead. So, of course, if Beard's yeah. trying to steal them from us and we get them, that's always a good thing. Yeah, it, it kind of came as a shock to me. I guess I just hadn't heard anything about him getting D1 level stuff. Like I knew about him. I know he's like Trinity's greatest score of all time. And yeah. while we might be a small high school, we've had some bucket getters that have come through over the years. So that's pretty, you know, big, he's yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was kind of cool to see that. And then also to realize, oh, hey, Texas was after him. North Carolina was after him. Right. Tennessee. Some, yeah. So when you're stealing somebody away from those kind of schools that's always good and i guess we'll see what he turns into here and yeah it makes you feel better about the kind of player you're probably getting if they're also interested it's not yeah. like this diamond in the rough that your hope develops into something it's like no he's yeah. already really good and really sought after and people know yeah and he's probably even more motivated now to try to get some time and i guess we'll see if he can come out and knock you a couple Three is every game. I'm not going to hate yep. it. <laughs> For sure. All right. Let's move over to Tech Baseball. We got a win, series win over West Virginia last week. Went on Friday, seven to two, lost a close one Saturdays, five to six. And then we're really good at destroying teams on Sundays, which is awesome to see. 10 to one there. 
So nice little series take out of those guys. Um, Brooks, you catch any of this? You know anything about it besides our injury updates that just keep plaguing us? Yeah. Um, golly, we just what, the news of Dylan Noisy and Kurt Wilson and Birdsell all broke after we recorded last week. But yeah, we yeah. lose Dylan Noisy for the season. Yep. Kurt Wilson for about six weeks with a broken thumb. And then Birdsell is going to be out for a while with a rotator cuff. Right. Um, so there's three starters. Yeah. Three position guys and a starting pitcher that you are without now for most of the season. Mm-hmm. On top of losing a ton of other pitchers throughout the year. Yes. Um, it just seems like we're losing dudes left and right. But good news, Drew Baker was back on the field this weekend, okay. so that was good to see. And you just have a lot of dudes who can step up and play ball, so that do- that doesn't hurt either. But um, I didn't really get to watch much of the games. Um, I tried to check in on Saturday some. Uh, the game that went to extras that we lost. I heard that uh, one really... was more of a couple errors and defense let us down, not the pitching. Yeah. Um, I, I checked in early and Micah was kind of struggling early on. Yeah, but I heard but, by the time he got out of there, he was yeah, up in the game. But so we got it handled and then – Yeah, he stabilized it. And then, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really see the end. It kind of looked like, yeah, we kind of fell apart in some so, spots, but – I think we still have, you know, two really good pitchers to start us off, especially if Mike Dallas is – he's getting it figured out. Um, that third day we might be a little off and on and trying to figure things out, especially, like, through the bullpen. Well, I don't know. Mason Montgomery was filling it on Sunday. That dude pitched probably the best game of his of and his season. He started earlier in the year, so it's good that he already had experience yeah. starting games. And so he can come back into that rotation and maybe be that Sunday guy. He had just been a little inconsistent, and so they yeah. threw him to the bullpen. And he came out, and he had a nice outing against TCU. And then, you know, of course, we get the bird cell injury, so now you're having to figure out who's going to be that that guy, and you're just hoping that he could come back in and fill that role. And so, yeah, he he, he pitched really good. Um, and, of course, Monteverde just is a beast, right. so – we're lucky we have the depth on our team to fill these holes pretty well. I mean, it's hard to fill in a guy like Dylan Noisy, who's potential player of the conference, preseason player of the conference. So those are big shoes to fill from a lot of guys. But you guys got guys like Cal Conley stepping up and hitting dingers yeah. from both sides of the plate. That was pretty cool. And uh, they're filling it yeah. in. I'd like to figure it out. We got guys. Yeah, it feels like every game we're having a dude that hits like two home runs in the same game. <laughs> like between him, Jace Young, and Drew. some of the other guys on this team. It's Schombach, all the dudes. Yeah. Um, our Tuesday night game with Oklahoma and Amarillo got postponed. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't even check on that until just now. So I don't know what the story is there. I think uh weather is weather related issues. Yeah, it so. was cold. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, in April. <laughs> April. So that's all Late right. April. <laughs> that's all right. We'll uh, push that back. We ended up playing them. We moved that to May 4th against them. Yeah, so just a couple weeks back. We'll pick that up, and then we also play them again May 14th for our regular series. So we'll see if that May 4th one even happens. Um, we'll be looking out for that. This weekend, uh, Baylor's coming to town. So we got Baylor Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Hopefully no one else gets hurt in between now and then. And we can play a good, healthy weekend. Maybe get, get a sweep, but like we always say, hopefully we take two out of three of them and win the series. Yeah, that's what you hope for. Home series, so you feel pretty good about Gotta win the chances. Yeah. And then we do end up having New Mexico also on next week, next Wednesday. That was a Tuesday game, now moved to Wednesday. If y'all are in Lubbock, Wednesday night, maybe go grab a ticket, see New Mexico, the Lobos coming to town. All right. Anything else about basketball, baseball, Brooks? You ready to move to football a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Tech football spring game. Woo, get excited. It was Saturday. It was cold. And not that exciting. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was kind of reaching just to find stuff to talk about on this because, you know, spring games are spring games. You're, never, you're not going to see a lot. It's more of just a practice Yeah, I never get stuff. amped up or even, like, go with a – even if I do go watch very carefully because there's so much – it's so far away from what we're actually doing come, you know, September, October that – Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's just a glorified practice that people can come watch. It's cool for the fans in town, but I don't take too much from it. Um, we didn't play that much of it either just because of injuries and all that. Um, I know Izukama broke his arm during the yeah. game. So, no, he broke it before. He had broke it on Thursday, um, and they came out and said that at the game. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest that's, news from all of it is that. Just because it's a broken arm, he'll heal. Yeah. He'll be okay. I think it's just good for this team, especially for Sonny Cumbie, to have a spring to get practice, get live action because they didn't get that last year. Yeah. These guys are like a half a year behind because they didn't get that spring ball workouts and all that good stuff. And um, only thing I took from it was we played four quarterbacks, mostly played two of them. Shuck and Donovan Smith played the most. Yeah. And um, Maverick wasn't involved at all. So that's kind of questionable. I don't know what to really take from that. If anything was going on or he's just down the depth chart or what? Yeah. I don't know. Maverick's been the biggest mystery <laughs> over the last few years that we just, nobody knows anything about him, but it's kind of the pecking order. I think of it went about as I thought, I thought Shuck would get the most reps. Yeah. Um, but Donovan Smith getting some, I think is good. I think he's kind of a player that, if not Shuck, I wouldn't mind seeing him get some minutes just just to uh, see what he can do. Yeah. Um, and then of course Barron at the at the end, he only got a little bit of PT, right. but um, I, I would kind of expect that from him this year. Yeah, I thought it was a cool setup that they did like two live quarters and then a bunch of one-on-one type stuff, some like seven-on-seven, seven and then like some one-on-one type passing running, rushing type stuff to kind of give the fans a little taste of what practice looks like on an everyday basis. That's kind of yeah. cool for, for the casual fan to kind of see what they get to do on a daily basis out there and what they're going against, like in practice and what they're actually doing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So let's get to some shots and go over shot bets. We're going streaky! Yeah. All 
right, shot bets this week. Overall, I think Arlie maybe a little behind. Uh, I know IO2 and Brooks always won. We had the Clippers versus 76ers, big time NBA game. The 76ers got close win. Even Arlie has 76ers the victory. That's where me and Brooks always shot, which I will take for right now. Me too. Cheers. Cheers to everybody out there. If you owe shots, join us, take them, send us your videos. What'd you take there, Brooks? Looks pretty bad. Pickle shot. Oh, nice. Just had a little too much pickle in it. <laughs> <laughs> too much pickle. <laughs> Our second shot, we got MLB baseball involved for the first time on the podcast. Sorry about that. That's my alert that we need to record. Mm. Hey, we're doing it. Thanks, calendar. <laughs> <laughs> we got baseball involved. We did a series of Dodgers versus Padres, big NL West rivalry there. And this one was over by Saturday night. Padres did not really show up until Sunday. The Dodgers won games one and two. And things got a little heated out there, but we don't care about all that. Arlene Brooks had the Dodgers in this one. So Arlene went 2-0 this week. Congratulations, Arlie. And I lost again. There you go, me. So, <laughs> Brooks, if you want to set us up for this week's shot bets while I uh, partake in my yeah. second one, that would be great. All right. <laughs> Those two are out of the way. We got a couple of new shot bets for you this week. An NBA game. And we're going to go with another one, another new one, NHL. So NBA, Sunday night, we've got the Phoenix Suns versus the Brooklyn Nets, a battle of two of the top teams in the league. Both teams are currently the number two seed in their uh, conferences. The Suns uh, have been pretty dang good this season, and the Nets are the Nets. So you never know what you're going to get. You never know who's going to play. But, yeah, so Dustin, who you got in this one? Suns, Nets. Oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I got to take my Nets. Yeah. My guys, we might be a little hurt and hobbled and hurt, question question mark, but uh, maybe resting guys under the injury list. But I'm still going with my Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Realized that as soon as I was saying it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's his team. Um, I know who yeah. you're going to take. And the Suns are my team. So I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns, the two seed in the West. Only Arlie saw that coming <laughs> at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Arlie, are you, um, you want to get in on a pick here? Arlie, Arlie messaged the Suns Ooh. in the – in the Twitch stream chat. So Arlie is going rolling with my son. So we got two for the Suns and Dustin for his nets. My nets. Second shot bet. We're going to the National Hockey League. We're going to mix the things up a little bit. After Dustin told me about the ref getting fired right after, we are now a hockey, hockey. podcast. So let's do it. It is the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida. Ice Cats, the Florida Panthers. The ice Cats, I like Dustin. I listen. I listen to a lot of Florida Panthers talk with the Dan Levitard show. They're big oh. Ice Cat fans. So I personally, I am rocking with the Florida Panthers. The yeah. Ice Cats. Ice. I like that. I've never heard that one. That's good. 
I'm going Carolina Hurricanes just because I like their sick hurricane logo. Yeah, we're going with the Hurricanes because <laughs> of their logo. I mean, hey. Big hockey podcast. Hey. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go with what your heart tells you. And if the heart tells you that their logo is really badass, you got to go with it. And Arlie in the chat says that he is going with Flo Rida. Oh, my God. Both of y'all are against me this week. <laughs> so we've got a similar with the NHL pick. Me and Arlie going with the Ice Cats. Can't say that enough. It's just fun to say. And Dustin going with the Carolina Hurricanes in that one. So first hockey game. Stay tuned. Uh, pay attention to our social medias. We will get those out. Try to get them out about 24 hours in advance of the games. That way you can vote on them and have a chance to join in on the shot bets. Yeah, if you, take shot, if you owe shots, get those paid up. Tag us in stuff, either on Instagram or in Twitter. Tag us in them, either personally, or you can DM them to us if you don't want them out there for everybody to see. We'll still count mm-hmm. those. Yep. So get those to us when you can. Uh, a couple things I missed on Facebook. Mark Adams did catch a touchdown at the spring game. Oh, yes. Stick out route. And uh, I was st- kind of disappointed they made him play offense and not defense. Right. You know? Yeah. I Should have had him as a lockdown corner. Go <laughs> get a sack. So, yeah. We I got stick Roger, with his personality. Roger and DeLacy over in Facebook. Thanks for being, being there, guys. Moving on to NFL talk. Let's get over there. Don't really have a lot this week. We will have a lot next week on it. I'll get to that in a second. Um, Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks got paid big time. You got a big contract for them, which I'm sure Russell Wilson is pumped about that they're not buying any linemen for him. They're just keeping paying their wide receivers so he can keep getting sacked. But at least he's got dudes to throw to with him. and yeah. While he's getting knocked down, he can just throw it up and hope Tyler Lockett runs under it. <laughs> The other, like, big news that happened, it's kind of got swept under just with a bunch of other sports stuff, is that they changed the jersey number, like, rules. Did you see this, Brooks? Yeah, yeah. So, I saw something on that today, but I, I didn't really like, look at no it. There's no rules for jersey numbers anymore. They used to be really hard on, like, mm-hmm. these, these positions have to be in these 10 numbers or these 10 numbers linemen can only be these numbers defensive linemen can only be these like 15 right numbers. yeah they've really opened it up you're gonna see linebackers wearing number three and you're gonna see running backs wearing single digits again and receivers too so i'm sure like the chiefs are pumped about this they're gonna go with all kinds of crazy numbers as soon as i saw this i thought like man notre dame and clemson D linemen are going to eat this up. Oh, yeah, because they all wear, like, the small numbers. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go with the dumbest number they can. Now, they probably can't go single digits full on like they can in college, but they're going to try to go with whatever dumb number they can just because they can now. <laughs> Would, too. I'd be a linebacker wearing number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. Some of these like defensive ends, quote unquote, are really linebackers. So then they're going to just get listed as something else. So they can wear a different number. <laughs> Watch that to start happening. All about the numbers, man. Bill Belichick's going to get pissed off about it. And- <laughs> the numbers, the numbers give you the talent. 
Right. Well, that's what I'm like. <laughs> Why was this such a strict rule? Like, who cares? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like, Although like, it would be weird to see like an offensive lineman wearing like number 10 or that's, something no, like no, that. No, that's the only ones that we need to stay. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to keep those 50s, like 40s, 50s. Yeah. 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 But besides that, who cares what everybody else wears? What does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess there was one other thing. Alex Smith retired. That was the other big thing I had. Alex Smith retired and former number one overall pick. He was the. I always forget that he was the number one he overall was the pick. One pick in the Aaron Rodgers draft. Going to that draft, it was who are they taking, Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith? And they went Alex Smith, and then Aaron Rodgers dropped to forever. He went to Green Bay. Alex Smith kind of got ran out of town by Colin Kaepernick and went to the Chiefs. Ran out of town. <laughs> Not necessarily ran out of town, just kind of ran out of talent, I would say. And – they saw the future coming, and I mean, yeah. it really helped that Patrick Mahomes could go to such a good situation and be behind such a good veteran, smart quarterback who has an awesome winning percentage, yeah. by the way. Great career and lots of money. I mean, no, he doesn't have any Super Bowls or anything, but, man, he had a great career. And then the ending in Washington was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, especially with the comeback from that leg injury that almost killed him. Um, be able to come back and actually play, even though it did make me cringe every time I saw him on the football field. I was like, why are you doing this, man? <laughs> I don't want to see it, but hey, go for him. Retire, made some money, had some pretty awesome seasons, and was the vet to the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, not a lot going on because there's a lot just hanging in the balance with NFL drafts coming next week. We're bringing you a yep. lot of draft coverage. I love the draft. So much excitement around it. Gives every team like some hope. I mean, you got all these moves being made, especially on draft day. I'm going to try to get us a shot bet for the draft. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to come up with something for I've been it. trying to look for something kind of in that, that realm. So I'll figure something yeah. out for us, all right? Maybe we can go like lot. I don't know if Arlie will allow it, but maybe we could go like live on the stream for like a couple of the first picks and do like a little drinking game or something like that. I don't know. Drafts always yeah. a fun night. Me and Dustin love, always text a lot on the. I love draft, draft night. night. Arlie will remember me being me and him at Nick's one night, and I like called out like thirteen of the first fifteen picks as they were happening. I'm like, oh yeah, the Colts are going with this guard from Notre Dame. He's like, how do you know this? Like, hey. I watch sports stuff all day. I listen to stuff. I read stuff all day. But I think this year we're going to have a lot of trades, which might yeah. be what our shot bit could be around. So stay tuned next week. A lot of NFL draft coverage, especially for the hopeless teams. This is their one chance of hope, mostly for the year. Arlie's <laughs> Jaguars, man. Yeah. <laughs> Number one pick, baby. All right. Let's move over to the NBA. NBA wins pool. Dustin and Arlie, we keep going back and forth. Arlie's up yeah. by two wins on me right now. Brooks still way out in the front by 30 plus now. He stretches leads, I think, from like 27 to 30. It's easy. 
Plenty I'm gonna of start to kick his feet up. He can start resting players. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but big big last month of the season for me and Arlie and who can pull it out uh, Bruce what's going on in the NBA yeah let's kick it over to the NBA shotgun which is what we're calling the segment um for, started off last week like day after we recorded the podcast oh, yeah comes out all of a sudden that LaMarcus Aldridge is retiring from the what? NBA midseason had just played a game um, it's kind of shocking, but then saw it was, he had some heart issues that really caused a scare for him. And it was kind of similar to the Chris Boss situation when yeah, Chris Bosch retired, it was, you know, it's the heart's not something you want to mess with. And he's, uh, don't blame him for wanting to call it quits, but it's just kind of a surreal thing. You know, you never know when it's going to be your last game and you always kind of hope to get that, you know, final game, that final moment of like walking off the court, but got to be weird for him because he didn't think that was going to be the last game of his career. And, you know, next thing you know, he's, he's done uh, for his career, but I don't know what are your thoughts on that? Like 20 and 12, like his second game, like, Oh, he still got it. Like he's going to be a good piece for them. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. But I mean, you can't really blame him, but what are your thoughts on him on his career? Big time. I mean, it's – I put it kind of like – I don't know. He's got a lot of stats, basically. Yeah. He was in Portland before Dame got there, and they didn't really do anything with him. He was similar to, like, Kevin Love in Minnesota and Kevin Garnett in Minnesota. Like, they were the only dude on the team, so they did everything. They got every rebound. They got every point. The offense went through them. He never really got his big time chance, like to do the super team thing. Um, this is kind of that year. Um, no one really ever built around him. Even the Spurs, like, and eh, kind of, sort of did, but yeah. I mean, they had the chance. Jamar was there, him, but I mean, it's a little late. They always kind of mixed, mixed and matched it. With he that. always so missed kind of like a mixed bag of his career i don't know a lot of stats is all i see really he always missed the right times to be yeah, at the franchises i think exactly that's kind of what what his career is going to be like for me because you know he was on portland and he was there for like the really young exciting dame lillard years but you know lillard became the show there in portland and i know for a fact like from things that i've heard podcasts that i've heard that he didn't like that dame was the new guy there that's kind of why he wanted to leave mm-hmm. portland he goes to the Spurs where they had Kawhi. Kawhi leaves. And so now, yeah, you're playing in the NBA in the three-point era with LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan, who are two-point specialists. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Just, I mean, he's a good player for a, a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, really good so, against some all-stars, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, No. But, you know. When it came down to big games, he always kind of, I don't know, faded away from the spotlight, it felt like. But to another guy who doesn't fade away from the spotlight and actually soaks up the spotlight and turns it into fire and turns that into 10 plus threes for like five straight games, it's Steph Curry. Steph Curry's on a insane roll right now. He's hit like 70-something threes in the last week. He's hit more threes than like half the teams in the NBA by himself. He's literally on the team where he's probably their only offensive 
weapon. And he's starting to get some MVP talks after that game yeah, against is. the Philadelphia 76ers a couple nights ago. Maybe even that was last night. He but, was, yeah. He was almost my stat of the week. But I know I used him last week, and I yeah. had another NBA one. But just to back you up, his last 11 games, he is shooting 54% total, 50% from three, and has a total of 78 three-pointers. And the most ridiculous part of it is he's averaging 40 points a game. Yeah. It's stupid. I was listening <laughs> I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast today, and they were talking – they are comparing it to that Kobe stretch – uh, back when he had that 81 point game and like he had like whatever 60, 50 like and he had like all those games where he's scoring 40 like this there's this is the closest that we've seen to that where he's just going off every night and there's a guarantee when you tune in to watch a Steph game lately that you're gonna, gonna see something amazing like you're gonna see it um he's incredible right now you know and he's shooting more threes what which makes that 50 percent shooting even more ridiculous is that with more shots your efficiency should go down, but his goes up. It's just, it's stupid. I I didn't think he could get better at shooting the three than what he already was, and he's proving that he can get better. I, I saw a comparison of like his best ten game stretch from 2015-16 when he was the unanimous MVP to this ten game stretch, and every stat that I just listed off is better than what it was five yeah. years ago when he was the best player in the in the league by far like that's nuts (laughs) yeah it's pretty crazy now mvp i i do think he is he's probably one of the most valuable players like to his team like you take him off the warriors they are terrible they're one of the worst teams in the league he makes them competitive and he's gonna give them a chance to maybe end up above 500 i just don't think you can name an mvp for a guy uh, who plays for a team that's barely at 500. Um, it would be tough, but, I mean, he's playing better than anybody in the league right now. And also, you know, half the dudes who are competing for the MVP are hurt or have been hurt. But at the same time, Jokic, who's the MVP frontrunner, dropped 47 last night. So. <laughs> yeah, he's got 70, like, five or eight or something in the last two games. He's going nuts, too. Speaking of former MVPs or – MVP front runners. What's up with James Harden? So James Harden had some, a setback with his hamstring. That's uh, kept him out for a little while. Um, I don't know necessarily if this one comes down to rest anymore. I saw some stuff today saying that Nets are kind of starting to panic because they don't know the severity of this one. Oh, okay. Um, and and also Kevin Durant got nicked up in the Heat game over the weekend. So you know they've had these three stars, but they've only played like ten minutes together. Man, they've barely been on the court all at the same time. And I know they're trying to rest them, and I get that. It's not about the regular season; it's about the postseason. But all these injuries are going to start adding up at some point, and I don't think you can really trust Kevin Durant out there to not get hurt. It feels like every game he plays, he gets hurt. So I don't necessarily know how much I trust their health issues going forward and if they're going to be able to put together a complete playoff run and go all the way and win the title. It definitely gives you some room for caution there. I there on that Kevin Durant take. Like, yeah, he is just fragile, I guess. Like, you always think, like, how many games are we going to get out of this next stretch of him? Yeah. 
And he's coming off of one of the toughest injuries to ever come off of the Achilles. And at his size and body, you know, body shape and everything like that, that's a tough injury to come back from. So it's just, it's tough to see because this would be a fun team to watch if they were all healthy, but this hasn't gone right for them so far in the health department. One, I mean, between them and the Lakers, by far the most two talented teams in the league, and they have shown that they're the two best teams in the league, but they have a lot of fragile dudes. Yeah. So like, what Lakers team and what Nets team are you going to have to face in the playoffs? Yeah. And that could benefit or ruin your season, depending on what side you get of each of those. And that does transition to a good – other point that I didn't get to add in the script because it broke after, but Lakers star Anthony Davis is set to return uh, when they play the Mavericks, I think here tomorrow night, uh, actually. So the Lakers get one of their stars back. LeBron's not too far behind, but yeah, the, the kid, a critical stretch down the month here, last month of the season is going to be, these teams are going to be resting these guys. They're going to get them to play so they can get back into playing shape, but it feels like this season is going to come down to who's the healthiest by the end of it. Um, that just kind of seems like the way it's going. And, you know, we, I, I hope that most of these guys are healthy because it could be set up to be a great playoffs um, if that's the case. But so far it hasn't, it hasn't gone that way at all. No. Anything else for the last month of the season you're looking for? Um. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the MVP race shapes up. You know, I, I think injuries involved there too. Yeah. You know, right now I personally think Jokic is the front runner. He's been there the whole season. I hope he stays healthy. If he keeps if the Nuggets stay at the same pace they are with yeah. losing Murray, I think he really deserves it. But I mean, if Curry goes on this stretch for the rest of the year, <laughs> um It'd be tough to argue against that, but I'm just watching that. I'm watching to see teams get healthy. I'm watching the Lakers. I'm watching to see what they can do with, you know, AD and LeBron's health. Do they get back? They look healthy. Um, Cause you know, I think they're still everybody's favorite to win this thing. Yeah. Um, if they're healthy. So that, that's kind of the main things that I'm watching. Can guys stay healthy and who, who's going to assert themselves in the MVP race? Yeah, and there's big talk of, like, the last – being one of those last, like, three or four teams getting into that, like, play-in tournament. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't think that that's big, that big a deal. I think in the West it could be, depending on, like, Mavericks uh, – you got Mavericks, Pelicans, or, like – Well, that could be one of the greatest you things. The well. it, yeah, it could be Luca, Zion, Steph, <laughs> Ja. It sucks for <laughs> – these number one and number two seeds that well, yeah. these, these teams are going to get like a warm up to the playoffs and they're actually got really good players. So you're not getting a scrub team out there. Like it's going to be a tough first round game, like against a decent team. Yeah. And especially when it's like the jazz at the, as the one seed or the Suns as the one seed teams that haven't really Been gotten that. that deep playoff run experience, you know, or had the, number one seed when the targets on their backs like so um yeah that's the last thing you want to see as a one seed is a scorching hot Steph Curry who's just 
torched his way into the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Luca, did you see his game winner the other night? Yeah, that was absurd. Fall away, like, fall through. Like I had to watch it like know ten times before I figured it out. I was like, "That's a two, that's a two pointer." Oh. It was like, "Oh no, <laughs> his foot was behind the line." With the How the hell? And jumped and like faded through the defense and made a floater that he had no idea where Gotta it was get going. It in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's like, gone. I had to watch it at least five times to just understand. Yeah. It, it's absurd. It's just, I don't know if he, in his mind, he was like, I got to get my foot back here. Cause like, that was, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. There's a, there's an NBA pod. I love who one of the guys is a Grizzlies radio guy. Yeah. So he was at the game and he was like, you could hear it. He was like, just everything went out of the stadium. Once he hit that shot, we thought we had it won. And then he just freaking knocks that shot in, sucks the air right out of you. But Crazy. Did All you right, have a did you have that? your stat stat on the NBA? I'm bringing it up right now. Last thing we got on the NBA is my stat of the week. Take that for data. All right, Russell Westbrook. I'm not a big fan of the dude, but he does put up numbers. He played the Thunder earlier last week and became that's the only player to have multiple triple doubles against every NBA team. Think about that. Yeah. Not just a triple double against everybody. He's got at least two or more against every team. That's pretty. Yeah. To be honest. That's ridiculous. There are some dudes that can't I just, even get one triple double in their career. And he's got yeah. multiple against everybody. <laughs> I just think nowadays, I, I feel like the triple doubles overvalued now because, I mean, random dudes can get triple doubles now, and you're like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, I think, you know, it's never actually really helped his team. His teams have always just got to the playoffs and gotten bounced immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was it was cool that first year he did it because it hadn't been done since Oscar Robertson, but now it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it provides actual benefits to the team. Yeah. Like everybody. Yeah. It's still pretty, it's still like ridiculous that he's done that, but. So a little bit left in the show guys, let's go over to baseball. See what's happened over there. That ball here way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball. Yes. Right, let's put it on the board. Something the Yankees are not doing. The Yankees stink. Hell yeah, they do. Let's go. <laughs> the Yankees are terrible right now. Last in the East, which means that the Orioles, who had like a 0% chance to win that division, are better than them. And I don't know what the problem is over there. Everything, man. Just the Yankees yeah. being Yankees, man. And they're Yankees. currently down three to nothing against the A's. So damn it. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it, Yankees. Oh, my dude Ronald Acuna got hurt. Did you see oh, that? No. I did not. He got hurt last week after we talked about him. He had a good game and then he got hurt like the next day. 
So not cool there. Um, Dang, let's hope we don't have like a curse. (laughs) I know, right? That'd be terrible. Maybe we should actually get that going. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right? That could get us some. (laughs) So speaking of good teams, dude, the Red Sox are 12 and 6. What's up over there? Yeah, man, we're continuing to play really good baseball. Um, Our pitching has been really solid. Our hitting has been great. Dude, yeah, you've got a uh, hundred runs scored. Yeah, yeah. We've done pretty good this year uh, with the bats, which is something I was never concerned of. Um, but, you know, J.D. Martinez has been really good this year. Uh, Verdugo, the guy we got in the Mookie trade, has been really good lately. Rafael Devers has been good. And Xander Bogarts has been on a tear recently, and he's done it all without hitting home runs until last night. He had his first home run of the season. So we're, we've been raking, and we've also been going against some of the best pitchers in the league. We went up against the White Sox ace, Glass now from the Rays, uh, and some other big aces, and we've gotten wins in all those games. So we're just playing really good ball right now. I've, I've, this is this perfect start to the season where the Red Sox are killing it and the Yankees are just going, you know, in the completely wrong direction. It's, it's everything that I could hope and dream <laughs> from a baseball season. <laughs> Yeah, the Dodgers are doing really good, obviously. Giants right behind them. The only other thing I want to point out in baseball is that the Rangers are 9-10 and 10 and Astros are 7-10. and 10. Mm. Astros are last in the West somehow. Yeah, and what happened with that? Because the Astros started off like real hot, yeah. like 5-1 and one or something. So that's even worse. Yikes. 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 We took the trash cans out of the stadium. They got to get it back together somehow. Um, Yeah, Oakland and Seattle are surprisingly good in the West right now. But Yeah, Oakland started off terribly, too. Oakland started off like one and seven, and then they won 11 straight. But 20 games in pretty much for everybody, somewhere give or take a few games there. So don't take too much from anything besides the Dodgers just kicking everybody's asses. And the Red Sox might be good. We'll see how long they can keep that up. Let's keep it up, hopefully. Hopefully we keep it up all season. All right, let's get over to final shots. And I'm going to combine mine with Arlie's because we got to talk a little soccer here. Let's talk soccer, talk baby. Super League, Arlie. Super League. Come on, Arlie. Come back to us. Uh, all right. What's up? There he is. Fucking it sounds like a bear coming out of his cave. <laughs> it's Grody. Let's get out of that cave and talk Super League, Arlie. Super. So, uh, essentially what had happened with the Super League was there Super. was uh, the top 12 teams in the uh, in, in all the European divisions, but they're not the top. They were just no. like the, the, the top grossing or the top. Money. Yeah. And, so, and they they Wealthiest. were like, we're going to break off and make our own league. And it was against uh, UEFA, which is the yeah. governing body for club soccer in in that part of Europe. And it was against FIFA's wishes, which is uh, the governing body for soccer uh, for the rest of the world. <coughs> and so uh, everybody else was like, dude, you're obviously doing this because you're being a little a little whiny bitch because whenever it comes to the freaking uh, champions league, you yep. get beat by random teams like Monaco and 
uh, I don't know, it's a, like, like random teams you, you, you would never pay attention to. And so in Manchester United and Real Madrid and these big clubs are not making as much money out of that. So like, let's make our own cup. Screw everybody yeah, else. Yeah, they were basically doing it to spite the Champions League and like yeah. how to qualify and then go make money out of that. Correct. Yep, yep. And so... <laughs> Uh, and so after, after a day, maybe two, it, apart so it, 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 it maybe took two days to fall apart. Oh, I love it. And, uh, because there was so much backlash because it was obvious, like they were basically pulling a, uh, what was it? A, uh, whenever, whenever UT created the Longhorn network, it was kind of, yes. It was kind of like that, and then like everybody else basically pulled an A and M and just fucking up and left. They're like, "Y'all are fucking dumb. This is stupid." But like, we went through like five different analogies. We're just like, "This is my best one." I think the one I sent to us, like, for all us dumb soccer people, like, not are they basically like just me and Brooks and everybody else? It's basically like Texas because this is some shit the Texas Longhorns would do because they're tired of not doing like. They're just tired of not getting to be in the college football playoff. So they're like, hey, how about if like us and Oklahoma and Alabama, Florida, Notre Dame, USC, Oregon, they gather like all the Ohio States, all the big teams, all the big money teams. Like, hey, how about we just go create our own league and screw the NCAA? That sounds like some shit that the Longhorns would do. Yeah. (laughs) The best comp I heard on it was similar. It was like, say all the – top 12 colleges or whatever decided to do their own conference. But yeah. then the NCAA is like, yeah, but you can't participate in March Madness if you do that. Right. <laughs> so they're all like, well. Uh, and I was digging this, and Arnold, you can comment on my take here, but I, I was so interested in it because, like, from what I heard, it was going to basically, like, collapse the European soccer, like, pretty much altogether. Like some of the structure and the integrity of what European soccer has going for all these leagues and Champions League and all that stuff. Yes and no. Uh, the EPL and the the, uh, the Spanish Premier Division and then uh, Bundesliga, all of those, they, they have enough income. They're fine on their own. It really wouldn't have – I don't think it would have actually uh, screwed them over that poorly. It, it might have. But um, there was there was no way that FIFA was going to let them get away with this. Right. Either Here's way. my other thought process on it. If you're one of these big-time rich teams and you're in these, you know, country leagues, even though you haven't won in a while, you should win at some point sooner than the teams that are not as wealthy, right? You know what I'm trying to say there? Like, Texas should win – Sooner well, than Iowa State or a Kansas, they should, but because they uh, don't all the time. But they should have a better chance. What if team like Arsenal goes to this Super League? They shouldn't get their ass kicked all the time. Why do they want to do that? Um, <laughs> it, like, why do you want to go to the Super League and go zero and twelve? Because of recruiting. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of it's kind of like trying to pull players to the Dodgers or to the Yankees. Uh, that's where you're going to get paid the biggest contract, mm-hmm. but um, you also have a decent shot of winning a championship whenever you sign up for those teams. 
but it's not a guarantee. Like that's kind of how you got to see these big teams out in Europe. Yeah, no, I feel you. But yeah, it fell apart as soon as it even tried to take off the ground, which is awesome. Less than a week. It was hilarious. All right, (laughs) I'm I'm going back to mute. So Harley's out. Super League is out. Brooks, you got a final shot for us? Um, I didn't really have much. Just trying to figure out something. Um, I guess right. I'll just go back to tech baseball where uh, our guy Jeff Haxton, radio caller. Oh, dude, he was blowing a, up today. He's blowing up a on sick catch. Day. Yeah. And we all saw it a few days ago. And then all of a sudden today, it just like took off. Like Jared Carabas tweeted it out. Barstool, uh, Barstool was tweeting it out. Uh, but yeah, Jeff Haxton, if y'all aren't familiar with it, text play by play announcer for baseball was up in the booth in the West Virginia game and the Jace Young foul ball. So, you know, that ball was scorching, came right at him in the booth and he made a barehanded uh, one hand catch um, while Didn't even simultaneously play. calling the game. Um, and so it was pretty cool. Made the rounds, made like NCAA baseball's play of the week so uh kind of cool for him but it was fun to see that blow up all of a sudden today so shout out to jeff haxton yeah, on that. i watched it a lot today he didn't even flinch either like still talking yeah, just pops his hand out, grabs the ball and then afterwards is like my hand really hurts <laughs> yeah yeah that, that probably was not what very fun animal. for him afterwards catching a jace young ball because those balls are never come off the bat lightly <laughs> so no. uh, go for hacks and yeah, what an animal. So maybe he can do it again this week. Or he can just live, you know, that number one NCAA baseball in Barcelona yeah. for a little while. That's cool. Yeah, that works. All right, last little bit, guys. Um, remember, share us on social media this week. You can either share the podcast, the shot bets. Let us know who you voted for through a share. Anything. Honestly, share it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know you're listening to us. Share it for other people. Share it to your friends. Tag us. Tag us, yeah. Tag us for sure so we can get you a shirt, get you in there, get you one of these nice little tailgate talks, black and red shirts. Our shot bets for the week. We basically have Dustin versus Brooks and Arley. On NBA, we have Brooks and Arley going with the Suns. I got the Nets in the NHL. I have the Hurricanes, and Brooks and Arley are taking to Florida. Brooks, say it. Go ahead. The Ice Cats. The Ice Cats. The Florida Ice Cat Panthers. And so one of us are taking shots for these. We have pinned ourselves against each other, which makes me nervous. usually like when we change it up a little bit. But all right. Um, Anything else, Brooks? I am good. Y'all be sure to catch the episode Friday for those who are listening. (laughs) Tag us, rate us, review us. Let us know what you think. Thanks for joining the tailgate, guys. See y'all next time. Peace.